Welcome, everybody, to Indie Music Live, episode 184. Rob, get ready. We didn't practice this. I'm JoJo Keys. Tonight, we have music by Chuck Eaton. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Oh. Uh, oh. Yeah, I caught him off guard. Chuck Eaton. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> Daryl Ball, as well, a recent review we did on the website. We had this guy's music on before. We also have featured artists. Andrew Drew Edwards. He likes to be called Drew, just so you know. And you can find him on Twitter at Drewby. And uh, we'll be talking to him in a few minutes. We also have past panel guests and past featured artist, Hart Vandelay. Uh, he used to be uh, based out of Rochester, New York, now based in Mesa, is I guess they how they say it down there. They the just Southwest. follow us around, Joe. I mean, they were out by you, now they're right by me. What the hell's going on? Yeah, and then we also have David Werba. Welcome, oh, yeah. David. <laughs> What's up, guys? <laughs> So episode 184, here we go. Tart Vandalay, how are you guys doing? Good, how about you? Excellent. Uh, are you guys making music still, or are you just uh, getting used to living in the uh, Southwest? Yes, we're making a lot of music. Um, we're not performing right now because we just moved so far from home, you know, but uh, we'll be getting back into that as soon as we can. And we, for now, we're just writing a ton of stuff behind the scenes. Awesome. Awesome. So you're settling in well into your new home? Enjoying the warm weather. Yeah, I thought you might say that. Snow's coming <laughs> soon. You should come back. We actually just were there for a week. We were there for a couple of weddings. <laughs> awesome. Um, all right. So Dave, what's up with you, dude? Not much. New review posted. DJ Reverend Murder. Very yep. interesting character. I Stay encourage cool. people to check that out. It's definitely something... You'll def it's something to think about after you listen to that stuff. It's very unique. So Yeah, and then try typing his name in in about you know in on your keyboard about 10, 20 times. <laughs> yeah, the three is all the, the E. Threes. Yeah, yeah, it's all crazy. All right, cool. So uh what did I put first for tonight? Uh I don't man, what man, you're the set list guy, Joe. Look here. All right, uh Daryl Ball, that's what I thought. Daryl Ball searching for the shore off of his new EP. This guy's from Ireland. Uh, review on the website. You can find out what I thought. And uh, Rob, when you're ready, we'll be right back. Baby. 
Music Live, episode 184. I'm JoJo Keys, hanging out with David Werber and Tart Vandalay. Um, guys, if you read the review, happen to read the review on the website that I wrote about it. You know how I feel about this. I'm not going to get too in, into it. Um, it's a little rough for me. It hurts my ears a little bit. I l- like the guy as an artist and as a, as a songwriter, singer-songwriter guy, but I think the recording is just needs to be redone on this one. Yeah, let me let me follow that one up, guys. I full disclosure, yeah, Joe and I talked about this one and he was he was struggling a little with pinpointing the issues. Like like he was just you know, something's off here. And so I added some notes to that review. I wrote those, so I, I'll just say what those are now. First of all, like the good is I think this is a really catchy song. I think it's a great tune. I think it's uh you know, nice Celtic flavor, folk flavor to it. Um, well written well, and everything. From Ireland, dude. Well, yeah, it, it almost sounds Irish. <laughs> the issues here, I'll just repeat. I'm sure he already read it, but it's the things that were uh, kind of messing up the mix to me were were the uh, the kick drum, and it was just uh, it had that effect where it you notice when someone is speaking without a pop filter on the microphone, it's like you're, you're these like windy pops that kind of come through every kick that that's, it was kind of catching something like that. It's gotta be something with the placement of the mic or the quality of the mic. Um, and the other thing I, I would just recommend the bringing the mandolin level down a touch. I mean, that that's part, part of this is a taste thing. And I know mandolin is it's a crucial instrument for that type of music and everything. And it, it's usually consistent throughout, but he has such a cool voice and a great voice. I think he should have that voice be a little uh, more out front. So what do you think guys? I agree, um, especially about the recording, you know, it's not the best quality, the, the, especially regarding the mix. And I do think that the vocals should be higher up in that mix. Um, but everything could use a little bit of evening out overall. But you can tell from what you can hear of the vocals that, you know, he's developed his singing technique and, it, you know, he sound, the artist sounds good. Um, it really is just the production. Yeah, I really liked how it was just a, such a cross blend of different genres. I got like 60s psychedelia, I got like Irish folk, I got 90s alternative. And to be able to kind of like pepper in all of those different influences, but still sort of make it seem cohesive. I was really impressed by that. But I, you know, I will jump on the uh, the production quality train and, and agree wholeheartedly that vocals needed to be louder. Whole mix needs to be redone. Yeah, like there, there's probably not much, if any, compression on the mix or any limiting or anything. Oh so, I mean, that that's kind of like one of the basics that you can run a filter or like run the whole mix through a, a filter like that perhaps that was overlooked uh but yeah. anyway yeah. kate kate's right too i mean he's uh he's been around for like he's been in a, a a band that's not his solo stuff this is his solo stuff he's been in a band and i can't remember the name off the top of my head it's we've reviewed them before and they've been around they've been together for like 20 plus years so they and you know it's just the you gotta have that clear sound i don't know it just didn't Sounds like there wasn't quite a budget on it or something. I don't know. But. Well, I mean, there's always, you know, two main things we cover here. It's like the songwriting is, uh, 
I mean, it's great. I, like I said, I love it. It's, it's catchy and everything. And then there's kind of the technical side, which we like to talk about. It's because we we've, we've received a lot of feedback from artists like that have thanked us for kind of getting that detailed because they struggled with it too. And they're like, yeah, that, that helped me out. Like I was, I just couldn't figure out like what this needed. So yeah. Anyway. Cool. So let's uh, keep it moving, shall we? Uh, yeah. So, or Rob's getting the shot set up. Uh, Rob Hicks, Hicks video, everybody. I'll talk about him later. Um, so we, uh, Andrew Edwards was supposed to be our featured artist a couple weeks ago. We had a little time conversion problem. <laughs> <laughs> so he's back and I'm glad he's back because this guy has a lot of experience in music and music industry and uh, lives in California and uh, is just doing the damn thing and has been doing it for a long time. So Drew, how are you, man? Nice to meet you. Thanks for being here. Uh, thanks for having me. It's nice to meet you too. I'm doing great. Awesome. Can't complain about the weather. It's Los Angeles, so. Oh, yeah, exactly. All you can do is complain. It's too sunny. I mean, yeah, sure. Anyway, <laughs> so who are you? What are you doing here? Tell us about your music in a brief statement, kind of your elevator pitch, and we'll check out uh, the center of the sky and come back and get deeper with Dave. Thanks. I'm. Uh, my name is Andrew Edwards. I've been a composer for many years. I don't want to give away my age, but I started out doing a lot of musical theater in New York, and then I moved across the country to Chicago and ended up uh, doing some pop music, released some pop albums, uh, and then ended up going back to graduate school to get my master's in film music. And now I'm a film composer. I've been teaching film music at Columbia College Chicago for the past eight years and scoring a lot of projects on the side, including TV, trailer, commercial, video game, VR, you name it. I've probably done something related to it. I worked on a Doctor Who Big Finish audio. Um, nice. Anyway, so when moving out to LA, I've been in Chicago for a long time and been uh, sort of thought of as a teacher because I was one. So it's not like a wrong thing to think about me. But um, but in moving out to LA, uh, I, I felt the need to sort of recontextualize myself as now he's a composer you know, as opposed to, you know, is that teacher composes on the side. Mm -hmm. So um, I created this album and put it out into the world as sort of a calling card. Um, and then on a whim, hired 10 directors to direct music videos for every track, which turned into this huge ambitious thing that's going to probably end up taking a year longer than I thought it was going to. But um, it's been really exciting and the feedback's been great. Um, on the record so that's where cool. we are so i made a little video myself it's just a little two minute edit but you're gonna love it it's, oh it's, cool i'm so it's, stoked no i'm kidding it's not really anything <laughs> uh but anyway we're gonna listen to your song right now and stare at the video graphic that i made for it so uh just off youtube anyway rob let's listen to the song you guys like it share the share the video out let us know what you think in the comments we'll be right back <laughs>
we don't get a lot of music like this submitted to us just just kind of instrumental movie score type of stuff uh but when it came through i mean it's just so well done and, and we re reviewed this tune a few weeks back uh with ben hippen who was on the show and he's a composer as well he composes uh orchestral pieces very successfully and he had very high praise for this as well and, and so did wow. joe and i so great job great job drew to start wow. out yeah yeah so it's an interesting story when i i read just read the bio I, I, I was starting to think this was like a little trick or a setup from joe because i'm reading your bio i'm like university of illinois into music lived in chicago i'm like wait man do i know this guy because <laughs> we are two years apart we both yeah. went to university of illinois we we're just reminiscing about uh listening to some music on campus and everything so that's awesome I'm sure we I'm sure we've been in the same bar many times. I, I don't doubt it at all. It's not a <laughs> town. Yeah. And I you know, I lived in Chicago for uh uh about eight years after college, so I was up there as well. So starting with the teaching, man. So you, you get your masters in music composition uh mm -hmm. for film, right? For, for media specifically, yeah. Okay, so cool. And then you decide to start teaching. So like I, I'm just curious what have you enjoyed, like, do you enjoy teaching compared to working, like, making music and writing you know, I, I Right out of college, I wanted to teach full-time. Like, that's all I wanted to do, even though I got a composition degree. So I taught music and theater in the, for the Chicago Park District, actually. And then, uh, and then I taught uh, at a boarding school in New England for a couple of years. So I thought I was going to be doing theater and music for, like, my you know teaching it my whole life but then i left that school just the, the story is boring but i left the school and moved to new york city with 500 dollars and a dream in my heart it was like i always wanted to score films and then a friend was like hey i've got a movie you want to score it and then that you know so i was half doing theater and half scoring films for a while so that the bug got me then and then i went back to graduate school and then right after I graduated, they hired me back to teach at the same program that I just graduated from. All right. And so you got that, you got the scoring gig under your belt. Were yeah. you proud of it? Like, did you feel you? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You did, did, my, okay. first, my first feature was a Star Wars fan film. It's actually pretty awesome. So. Okay. So did that first project end up becoming a reference for others where you got more gigs based on that one? Or, or I mean, did it kind of play I, out differently? I feel, like, I feel like when you're a film composer, have, have you ever seen, they do it a lot in um, like fantasy or superhero movies where like something explodes, but explodes in slow motion and there are boulders floating in the air. Yeah. And the hero has to like jump from boulder to boulder to like get, <laughs> you know, up in like a DNA like spiral to get up to like save the person or whatever. Sure. Anyway, I feel like every gig is one of those boulders that you just happen to land on in the in midair, like accidentally and sort of push off from like once in a while you'll find, you know, like a, a unicorn, like a director that is like your best bud and you're going to work with them forever. I but, mean, did you plan uh, that metaphor before the show? Did you like write that out? All right. That, All right. That happened just now. That's pretty. That's funny because <laughs> I could see I, it. <laughs> no, it's just like oh that's totally how it is <laughs> but uh i mean that first film like i still know folks from that first film but you know on every project and this is true of anything you know any freelancing gig you work but i think especially for uh 
sort of creative professionals who are tied to bigger projects. Like you have to hitch your wagon to whatever's going on. That one I did plan in advance, but you, uh, you never know if it's worthwhile to hitch your wagon to, you know, that particular tractor on every project. So well, that's true. I mean, I, I think sometimes maybe, you do, and yeah. sometimes you're just like, thanks, man. I'll take it from here. Like back away slowly, you know, but true. And sometimes so, the only thing you learn is I'm never working with that person again. Which is fine. <laughs> that happens too, man. So I also just kind of researching you and everything. I mean, uh, past few years seem to have really kind of exploded just with a lot of work. Like you, I encourage people to check out uh, Andrew M. Edwards on IMDb. You will see 2019 just loaded with projects that you've been working on. I understand a few of them were like started years ago, but yeah. what explain what kind of caused the explosion in your in your career? Um, well, I think I've just been in Chicago working long enough that when people are like, oh, you know, you need music, you should ask Drew. So I, you know, I just amassed a, and, and as in uh, another freelancing sort of, uh, I guess it's a feature and a bug, but, you know, every July is going to suck. Like every January is also probably going to suck. Like, you, you know, things come in waves and then there's like periods of time where there's just absolutely nothing. So, uh, the reason there's this slew of projects there is because a bunch of things that I did over time all for some reason are all happening now. Um, like I just mentioned that John Wayne Gacy documentary I did the music for, I went to the premiere party for that three years ago and it's just now getting its first festival screening. <laughs> so you never know how long something's going to take. <laughs> True. Yeah. What else do we got? Unsafe, the quit now behind the scenes are most of these like, uh independent movies like what, what are these uh, unsafe unsafe was a short film that was made it's actually really good it was made with a, a company uh, in the chicago suburbs and they do every year a topical project with young actors so they go to a school it's a junior high school and every year they make a film about what the students want to talk about and so they've done you know peer pressure they've done uh uh you know, depression, they've done the, the, but unsafe, which is the one we most recently did, uh, is about gun violence. And it was really, really well done because it was not easy to do that with a group of eighth graders. All right, and, cool. Drew, yeah. I, I, I'd love to keep chatting, man, but we got to move on uh, with the show and everything. So where, where can people find you to just kind of follow along? Anytime, what you're doing? anywhere you find music, I'm on Spotify, Bandcamp, iTunes, and Amazon. And my website is bluepolicebox.com bluespolicebox.com okay what's your twitter again drewby at drewby but it's spelled like spelled like Susie Susie in the fancy it's d-r-i-o-u-x-b-i-e <laughs> if nice. you search for andrew m remember the m it's important there are a lot of us um yes. yeah you'll find don't me. yeah don't forget the m folks all yes. right Thank so you. also of course come back and be a critic because you can be the, you can be the that. next marty and kate imagine that dare to dream yeah, dare to dream. All right, so Rob, if you're ready to rock, uh, see the only problem for me right now is I'm not sure what the next tune is called. Let me. Oh, it's called "The Only Problem for Me" by Chuck Eaton. Let's check this one. Out. You plan that out? No, it just happened. Like the boulders, man. It just popped in. <laughs>
picture in the video of an older gentleman and i'm like is is that the guy singing if that's the guy singing he is a very youthful voice uh i think so, it is yeah. I, I think it, i think it is i mean i couldn't find him on facebook without some research i didn't get to him but uh the same looking guy kind of popped up yeah so the so real quick my the influences i were i was hearing on this i mean first of all it's like super clean you know it's it's the reason why i like smooth jazz is it's there's no noise there's like no track noise it's, I, I love that type of uh music um i was feeling like some 80s brit pop in there somewhere something totally. was in there and then and then the, but the bigger one you guys tell me if i'm uh off base on this one um one of the bigger shows i played in chicago uh was new year's eve show at navy pier opening for world party that's what i hear with these guys i hear some world dave i hear some i well hey what can i say man mid 90s that's not too bad it's only like three years ago right (laughs) all right kate you first what do you think uh, you know, I definitely agree about those like 80s kind of sounds. You get some of that like new wave electronic stuff happening. Um, and yeah, the he if that is the same person, he does have a youthful voice. Uh, that would be interesting. Um, I really liked the vocal harmonies. And I kind of just found myself getting lost in like the density of the groove. I thought the textures were layered all really nicely in the mix. Um, good production quality. Yeah, and I really like the performance, too. Like, it's just very inspired. Um, You know, sometimes songwriters are uh, maybe a little too, like Kate talked about a dense groove, but sometimes maybe songwriters are just a little too dense in the message. And uh, I don't know, I could just feel a lot of the emotion behind what he was singing, so that kind of translated. A lot of that came through. Cool. What do you think, Joe? Uh yeah, I thought it was a little steely Danny, steely Danish, steely Danny. Um, but more also uh, trying to think of the artist that I was, I can't think of the name, but Charlie Peacock comes to mind, but that's not who I'm thinking of. Anyway, that's what I thought. 
I think we should just sit here and wait until it comes to you. If it takes five minutes, that's all right. No, I mean, I, you know, I, I, once again, you know, the music that makes it on the show is purely up to me pretty much. So, uh, you know, I liked it. I thought it was worth a listen and worth talking about for sure. I know he, he kind of reminds me of Michael Franks a little bit. Michael Franks. All right. Yeah. Check it out. He's a pretty unknown, but very well known to people who know him, uh, like sort of jazz singer from the seventies. His, uh, big single was, why am I not thinking of this? So. Oh, I can't think of a single. But anyway, Popsicle Toes. That's what it is. Nice. If you guys ever heard that song, that's him. So anyway, he reminded me of him. Nice, clear, clean voice. Cool, man. Cool. So Tart Vandalay, well, just to wrap up real quick what you guys are doing, where we can find your music that's released now and maybe when some new music's coming out. Sure. So we're on Spotify, um, you know, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, iTunes, Amazon. Um we're uh, working on developing an electronic direction for the music. Um, it's taken a little longer just with the move and with resetting with all that, but we're, we've got a lot of stuff in the works behind the scenes and we're really excited about it. So we're going to be sharing that starting next year. Sweet, sweet. Importing so. and exporting all kinds of goods and services, right? Right. You got it. Uh, David, any final words? No, man. Good times, man. It was a good show. Uh, yeah. hanging with uh drew and uh and the tart team uh, good good friends. yes it's good team to see you guys. Tart. yeah you too and everybody else drew thanks for hanging out with us rob hicks hicks video h-i-x-v-i-d-e-o if you need professional live streaming production we're all in different parts of the country and look how look how smooth it is it's all because of rob so we're every Tuesday night, 10 o'clock Eastern time on YouTube, and then uh, sprinkled out over iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, and all those other interweb places. So check us out wherever you can find us. We'll see you next week. Cheers.